people want to believe. We just tell each other, just read the Bible. But what happens when it isn't so easy to understand? This is No God. Welcome to No God. I am Micah. I'm here with my dad, Tony. Hi, Micah. Glad to be able to be here. And as always, my mom, Sandy. Hi, Micah. I'm glad to be here as well. All right. What is our topic for today? Well, today's topic is hashtag blessed. And uh, it's kind of a very popular thing that maybe somebody listening will know exactly where this is coming from and others will go, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it is a pop cultural, a popular cultural thing that happens a lot in social media that people will use that. I don't know if there's other places that people use that, but I see it a lot in social media. Well, occasionally someone will actually say it, but... Oh, really? They'll I, say hashtag. Yeah, hashtag. but I mean, it's it's kind of cringy. It's uh, not something you should do. Hmm. Don't do it. No, no Mom. <laughs> I'm not about to. <laughs> and so let's just throw a couple examples of what often is is in that kind of social media post where it says hashtag blessed for people to, to see that. I think... Um, Often it's it's kind of like when you're having a good day or maybe something particularly nice has happened or even something as you just have food that looks really, really nice and it's going to take a great picture and so you're going to be hashtag blessed. Okay. Well, and I was also thinking of hashtag blessed, picture standing in front of the Disneyland castle. Yes, I've seen hashtag that. Hashtag blessed. I've seen that. And then I've seen picture of a family picture, whether it's a holiday or a portrait, but hashtag blessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it can mean a lot of things with, you know, just whether it's that your family's great or that you've got to go on a good vacation or that you've got some really good deals shopping and you look really nice in your shoes. It could mean almost any of that. Right. And that's, that's it. So we're going to talk about that because some in the circle feel like at times it's either overused or maybe inappropri- inappropriated. <laughs> you know, it's like misappropriated. Uh, and not that we want to be picky, but really it gives us an opportunity to talk about a very uh, clear uh, teaching out of the scriptures and a very clear intention that God has for people because it does talk about God blessing people. Yeah. And it talks about the blessing from God and so forth. And so it just sounds like a fun topic and it also gives us an opportunity to explore um, really more specifically what that is. All right. So we can kind of just start with a definition of the word blessed, because obviously it is a Bible word, and it's also a cultural word. I mean, people who have never yeah. been to church will will say, I'm blessed, right. uh, although sometimes they'll choose another word, but that's not unusual yeah. at all. Right. I'll tell you, right? So anyway, fun fact here, because I'm going to give you fun fact. a Hebrew word, I'm going to give you Greek word, which because the Old Testament of the Bible written almost entirely in Hebrew with just a couple exceptions and the new Testament written in first century Greek. And so let's just have, let's just point out the obvious here, the word blessed in Hebrew, and I'm not a great Hebrew scholar, so I may butcher the pronunciation of the Hebrew word, but what it looks like in English is Barak. Now, I don't know if that stimulates any memory of somebody's, of some public figure in America, that has that as a first name, but I can think of one. Yeah, <laughs> and I understand that because Hebrew can mean different things in different uh, uh, grammatical genders, and so Barak in the masculine is like lightning or or something else, power. Mm-hmm. But then in the feminine, a Baraka means blessed. It means power has come to you. Ah, 
And so you can kind of see the visual connection of those yeah, words. Yeah. But I thought it'd be kind of fun to just point out, hmm, Barack, blessed. <laughs> so we'll just let that one be there. Yeah. Um, the Greek word is less familiar. But if you Google okay. Bishop Makarios... I've never done that. You've never done that. Well, I don't know why you haven't. <laughs> if you do that, you will find a lot of listings, Wikipedia listings, as well as just other popular listings, because it is a very common name that the uh, the lead bishop the, of the Orthodox churches, both Greek Orthodox and Russian Orthodox churches, it's a very common, popular name in the Orthodox church, Makarios. And people even name their kids that. But in America, I've not bumped into anybody that I can think of that has that, unless they're going by the nickname Mac, for example, yeah. or something, but I doubt that. And that word means blessed? Yeah, makarios is the Greek word for blessed. Mm. It is, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, that's makarios. Now, there is another Greek word, and there are other Hebrew words too, but another Greek word that means blessed, and it's more of the active sense that I'm blessing you, and it is eulogia, or eulogia. Eulogy. And it's the word that eulogy comes from. And that one. the etymology of eulogy, logos means word or things said or things written about a person in the EU prefix. Anybody know? No. European. Beautiful. Oh. Or good. Beautiful. It's beautiful. So a eulogy is beautiful words said about someone. That's a blessing. Okay. Now, the thing at a funeral is, the poor person is not there to actually hear eh. that blessing. So we should give but people eulogies family, before they're dead? Exactly. Their, okay. fa their family is blessed. Their families the are blessed. That's right. And their friends are blessed. And so that's, you know, again, that's more, it's almost trivia. But to point out that there are these words. And when I say that makarios is the Greek word for the Hebrew word barak, there is a correlation of when they translated the Old Testament mm -hmm. 70 years before the time of Jesus, 70 B.C., the Hebrew scholars who translated the Hebrew scriptures into Greek and ended up with a thing called the Septuagint, that's what the version was called. Right. It was the Greek translation of that era of the Hebrew Bible. And so often they would use makarios or eulogia as the words to translate the Hebrew word for blessed or blessing. And so that's the corollary for us in the sense of understanding what the word blessed means for nice. us as followers of Christ. So... Back to a little bit to eulogia, we'll kind of jump on that one first. It is when someone declares something good toward you, not just necessarily about you. In other words, oh, you're you look nice today, right? We, oh, you're, you're I'm blessing you, you look nice today. That's that's okay, we can use it that way, but really, it's more about it's like the word of God, the Father at Jesus' baptism, when he says, You are my son, you are my beloved son, right. That is declaring something about this person that is a truth of God. And that's a blessing. It is identifying a reality that is in God's eyes, but right. not necessarily in the eyes of people. So it's less of just saying something to make someone feel good, but more of saying a truth about them. Right. And if they are happy to hear that truth, which it does basically imply it's a truth that a person would... A good truth. Where they would want to hear it. But it's not made, it's not given to make them feel good. It's given to declare to everybody around, right. including that person, this is my son. It's good because it's true. Yes. And so, again, when you think about um, the 
you know, like someone has a pet dog and I go to their house and I think their dog is wonderful. I may say to them, your dog is amazing. Well, in essence, I'm giving them my take on it. So it's like, well, this is what Tony thinks is. And so in the, in the, as much as they believe that to be true, it's a blessing to them because it's their dog and they're really glad to hear that I think their dog is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it'd be like, if I'm thinking about social media, it would be like your, let's say somebody, again, think of the typical thing, parent to child, because parents post a lot of stuff about their children. And so their child excelled at something. And there's either a little video or a little picture of them doing that. Then if a friend clicks in with, your kid is amazing, then that's a blessing. In, in the sense okay. of what biblical blessings mean. Right. It's, it... So a blessing is something that someone gives to you. It's not something you declare about yourself. Right. And even to take it a step further, it is actually not something you can earn. <laughs> it is given. Huh. So think about this. I got a huge bonus. This is actually not true of me, but I got a a huge bonus and I took my family to Disneyland. Hashtag blessed. No, actually. You earned that. I earned it. And maybe my family could say hashtag blessed. That is, I gave it to them. But you are hashtag blessing them. They. Right. That's how it would work. Mm -hmm. You're giving that blessing. They don't just. Decide that it's the blessing. Right, right. Ha! Is Sandy, this making sense? Yeah. And Sandy's kind of like, uh, what, are, what is that expression? Well, she's just not, she just doesn't want to go to Disneyland. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I'm sure it's better than last time you went. So a quick story. We're, we won't tell the whole story, but Genesis 27, if someone wants to read that, we'll just reference it. It is the story of when um, Isaac... The, the son of Abraham. Mm-hmm. So back in Genesis, Isaac is ready to bless his um, sons. Right. And Jacob, the younger son, because there's these twin sons, Esau and Jacob. He, Jacob sends out Esau to do something, and then Esau is going to bless him after he does that. Isaac's going to bless Esau. You're, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Isaac Thank sent you. him out. Isaac sent him out. Right. Esau was going to go hunt some wild game. You know, and then he's gonna gonna provide it to his father. And so his father was gonna then give a blessing, which was in conferring upon Esau all of the rights of the firstborn and actually probably at that point actually nearly passing them on to him. So it looks like Esau's earning it, but actually it is this kind of this groundwork of pre- uh providing this moment right for the father to give that blessing. Because there's no way cooking a wild pheasant or actually whatever it is that he's going to come back with is worth the entire fortune or right. half three fourths of the fortune of his father. So there's not a real earning of it. It is setting the it's stage. It's part of the ceremony. It's part of the ceremony. Well, Jacob's mother, Rachel gets Jacob to kind of horn in on that. And we won't go through all the detail, but basically Jacob deceived his father and his father gave him the blessing inferred upon him, all of this stuff. And so you see this kind of in thing that's called give me your blessing right and we don't in american culture um that's not as uh, structured in most families or or communities yeah 
Um, I know that there are there are cultures that do that, but in American culture, it's not so much. And so, just again to emphasize, this is speaking something to someone that they also they gain a status or they gain um, resources that they right. didn't earn. Right. It was they were chosen. They were it was given to them. Mm-hmm. That's an Old Testament story of that. Um, you also then move on to New Testament, and there's a great story of blessing, and that is in Luke chapter 1, part of the Christmas story. That is when Elizabeth, relative of Mary, becomes pregnant in her old age, mm-hmm. and so she's pregnant, and then Mary is told by an angel that she is going to be pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. She's going to, be the, she's going to uh, deliver the Son of God, the one that will be called the Son of God. And so then Mary goes to visit her relative, Elizabeth, when they both are pregnant. And so then you have this conversation. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women. And so Elizabeth is recognizing that God did something that was a gift to Mary. That Mary didn't earn it. It was she was chosen and she was given this gift. So you are blessed above all women and your child is blessed Mm -hmm. because he is going to have inferred to him, given to him, actually eventually a kingdom, right? as as Jesus then later taught. Mm -hmm. 43, Elizabeth goes on to say to Mary, why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Now, so we we get this. It's given to her. But interestingly enough, as Luke, Mm -hmm. as a prophet, records this story, we remind ourselves that they didn't speak Greek. (laughs) Okay. They were speaking Aramaic. And so Luke is taking the the conversation in Aramaic and he's translating it into Greek. And so in this particular three, four sentences, he actually uses the first Greek word, God has blessed you above all women. It's eulogia. It is God has declared this thing about you. Right. And then the last thing is kind of our summary statement is verse 45. You are blessed makaria. That's the Greek word, the makarios that I mentioned earlier, because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. And so then Mary's receiving that. At this point, Mary could do hashtag blessed, <laughs> hashtag Macaria. Hashtag Macaria. Yeah, I don't know the, uh, Aram- <laughs> the Aramaic word for that. But it's like, that's the moment where she then is affirmed to her and she goes, yes. She's recognizing that she's she was recognizing blessed. She's recognizing that she was blessed. It's not something that she did. And we know that in the story that when Mary was told by the angel, she said, who am I? I mean, she didn't just say, who am I? She just said, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Just do what, he, just do what you want. Right. So that was her cooperation with the blessing, which is an interesting, it's theoretical because it, we don't have an alternative story right. in this, but that implies that Mary at least had the theoretical opportunity to reject yeah. that opportunity. Hmm. You know, yeah. people, that gets a little crazy because it's a done deal. <laughs> but so Mary did have to receive that blessing. And so she didn't earn it. But she did have to receive it. So the the wording, because it says in the English, translating the Greek, translating the Aramaic, okay? <laughs> Just to point it out. Okay. You are blessed, Makaria, because you believe. That sounds like she earned it. 
Right. But it's actually as you are blessed because you re- you received this. Right. You took the blessing. You received the blessing. That's all she had to do. And again, that's very clear about God's blessings to people is they have to receive it. Hmm. Otherwise, you don't experience it. Right. And again, that makes sense. Right. You know, if someone's going to give you a gift, you have to receive it for it to become a blessing to you. It can't be just, oh, I'm going to give you this gift. No, thanks. I don't want it. But it's still a blessing to me. No, it's not. Right. So, you know, we're just talking about logic. I mean, you know, it's it's not a big deal. Um, So that's the New Testament passage that talks about this definition of blessed. Let's do another New Testament passage in the book of James, uh, chapter 5, the last chapter of James, verses 10 and 11. It says this. It says, brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed, makaria, it's, it's the verb actually, those who have persevered. So we consider them blessed because they persevered through difficult times, through their suffering. You have heard, and so here's the example. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So hashtag blessed. I mean, you know, so what is the hashtag blessed here? It is that Job persevered through a horrible experience. Right. And because he persevered through a horrible experience, at the end, experiencing that the Lord is full of compassion and mercy, then we as observers say, well, that right there is hashtag blessed. It is you go through a horrible time and you come out the other side mm-hmm. faithful and the Lord is covering you with compassion and mercy. And that is the description of it. And so I have not seen anybody ever post in social media, <laughs> whatever disastrous thing you want to describe, right. you know, all the way from a death of a loved one to just... Lost my job. Hashtag blessed. No, we don't see that. No, you know? no, no, no. That seems the opposite. <laughs> right. And so this then actually is kind of turns to why we're even talking about this topic on the podcast. Is that, yes, it's true that we can experience good things as gifts to us and we can say hashtag blessed. But we are much more hesitant. In fact, it's not even on most people's radar to go, I'm going through something horrible. Hashtag blessed. Right. No. That's not no. it. And even I wouldn't, I mean, even though I'm, you know, an enlightened one here, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah? I would not put as a comment, if someone did post on social media yeah. that something terrible was happening to them, I would not post in the comment. Oh, you're so blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> I would not do that. No. Even no. though James chapter 5 tells us that's exactly what we should do. Oh, man. Well, maybe not on social media. Just go talk to him privately. <laughs> so let's ask, let's think about this question. How do you know if you're blessed? I mean, I've been kind of like pushing this a little bit to right. think about, am I really blessed or what? And so let's just think about a, a like a, it's a profound and very pivotal passage in the book of Romans is in chapter 4, and I'm going to read just a few lines out of the NIV. In fact, I guess I could have Sandy read it, if you would. Read those lines down to verse 8, and just lead us into this, and then I'll I'll follow up with conversation. Okay. Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. 
However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Quoted from Psalms 32, 1 and 2, Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Thank you. All right. You're going to go through that for us and explain it? Well, a little bit. One thing, this is a very clear passage about that, that being declared righteous by God is a gift. Right. And then the Apostle Paul, as he's writing this, quotes from Psalm 32 using, back to the Hebrew, the blessed. Right. And so we're tying together Old Testament blessing New Testament blessing, so that we can see that this concept is not new. It's always been how God operates with people. And so David says, blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. And so he uses that as a bridge to understanding that we are blessed when God credits Jesus' righteousness to us when we don't deserve it. We don't deserve, we didn't earn the title righteous. In fact, we are not righteous, but we are given the title, the blessing Mm -hmm. of being declared righteous because we have come into Christ. It is a gift that we didn't earn. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the blessing. And so when we think about, again, the core meaning of blessed in the Bible is receiving something that is a gift. Receiving something that you didn't earn. You did not earn it. And even the Old Testament, David, as he wrote in Psalm 32, it's, that's the same thing. It's not anything new. It's not like the New Testament all of a sudden proposed a whole new concept. Paul is saying, this is the way God has already, always, always worked with people in conferring to them, blessing them with something that they didn't deserve. And so, for sure, I'm thinking that people need to be able to add to their vocabulary with this hashtag blessed, this concept of receiving something that I didn't deserve, rather than I got something that I wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. Or that I got something that I earned. And this passage, as Sandy was reading it there out of uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, where it says, you know what, if you work for it, you deserve it, and that's not a blessing. Right. It's just you deserve it. But that's not the same thing as blessing. And so people may wonder, well, yeah. why does this matter? Well, it matters in what's happening inside of our hearts. I can get anything that I want and I get it is right. not a blessing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you got what you wanted, but that's not blessing. It's not a blessing from God. Right. And for that matter, it's really not even a blessing from anybody else. Right. Not true. In that sense. So that's the limitation of looking at it as, I think it's important in order to grow closer to God and to know God, as our podcast is called, if we want to know God in crediting to God, recognizing when he's blessing us, we really need to understand that to think that we have somehow grabbed a hold of what we wanted and therefore we're blessed, or we somehow managed to just get what we wanted. Right. Right. 
without recognizing this is a gift, then that's really, it's not a biblical blessing. It's something that might make a person really happy in the moment, but it's not the soul, S-O-U-L, happiness yeah, yeah. that Jesus is, at, is giving us the opportunity to experience. There's one more passage that talks about this. And I went ahead and, and have got it in front of us here out of the Good News Translation. Again, remembering, or at least for those that haven't listened to any of the podcast, Good News for Modern Man Translation came out in the late 60s, early 70s. And it was the one that was illustrated with... Little string with figures. String-looking figures. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and so, I want to read, or I could have... I, I'll read it. Luke chapter 12, verses 35 to 40, where it goes like this. And this is a parable of Jesus. So, Jesus yeah. is telling people this. And I might just point out just ahead of time so people can kind of tune in on it. The Good News for Modern Man translated... Instead of using the word English word blessed, they use the word happy. Yeah. So happy instead of blessed. But they're translating the makarios with the word happy. So here we go. Be ready for whatever comes, dressed for action and with your lamps lit, like servants who are waiting for their master to come back from a wedding feast. When he comes and knocks, they will open the door for him at once. How happy are those servants whose master finds them awake and ready when he returns. I tell you, he will take off his coat. He will have them sit down and he will wait on them. How happy they are if he finds them ready, even if he should come at midnight or even later. And you can be sure that if the owner of the house knew the time when the thief would come, Jesus is transitioning into another point, he would not let the thief break into his house, and you too must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you are not expecting him. And so uh, the more typical translations say, how blessed are the servants who are basically paying attention. Right. And so there does seem like this kind of like, well, because I'm paying attention, I get blessed. But it is more about living in tune with. So you're aware when the blessing's coming. Yes. And you're also in tune with the will of the master. Right. And I. So it's not like, again, it's not you're earning it. It's that you're able to recognize able when to it's recognize there it. to be take to be accepted. Received. Right. There we go. Received. Right. Received. Because in this sense. We then have to assume, I think rightly so, that many people miss blessings from God because they're not realizing what they should be looking for right. in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, so blessings are often things that you're not even expecting. It's not like uh, you may think you know what's going to make you happy and you're trying to get that, but a blessing could be something totally out of the realm of what you're ready for. Right. And... Again, we read that parable. It doesn't quite resonate with us culturally, but it is very amazing that Jesus tells his story. And he's telling it basically foreshadowing his own return to his people, his servants. He says they're going to be happy and the master is actually going to sit down and wait on them hand and foot. And they're just going to go, I did not expect, I did not see this coming. Now, we can say we saw it coming. Terrible. <laughs> but as Jesus told it to those people, right. this did not match with what they would have considered in, that, in the time of Jesus, in popular culture. They, would not have cons- they wouldn't have thought of that as a possibility. They thought the master comes back and he's going to run things and he's going to destroy our enemies right. and whatever all. But the thought of the master then taking his outer garment off, wrapping it around his waist, and washing their feet and taking care of them, serving serving them, 
they would have thought, oh, I didn't see this coming. And that is the blessing of knowing God, is that all of a sudden this thing happens, even like, even in a spiritual sense, that is Christ is serving us right now. And there's that moment, maybe in a worship service of someone, it almost clicks for them, or just in a conversation or even listening to a podcast. And they realize all of a sudden that this thing that's happened is totally unexpected and just blows them away. And they go, that's hashtag blessed. It's like, I did not see this coming. I did not even necessarily have it as an expectation. This is bigger than any of my wildest imaginations could have been. And it's not just inner spiritual experience. It could be even just a, a regular human experience is that, I didn't. I didn't even believe. I didn't even think about this as a possibility, and it's happened. I wasn't pursuing it. It came to me, and this is from God. Yeah, I'm blessed. Yeah. So, I think that's. I think that's what we miss with popular culture, kind of attaching hashtag blessed to just any fun thing or any yeah whatever accomplishment. I mean, those. I'm not saying people shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that I think it really limits the vision. Of what right. God can be doing in a person's right. life. I think looking at my own life, uh, maybe in a, a, a looking through this lens, um, a lot of what brought me f- to leave LA um, has has been the results have been great. But you know, what kind of led me is just the the lack of work. I, you know, I was trying to do freelance film stuff. It started falling apart. I couldn't pay the bills. Everything was stacking up, and I just I just couldn't make it and then long story short ended up moving to Colorado and then to Nebraska um and from that um God was able to do a whole lot in my life and just not only you know not just uh like location wise or whatever but just the way he's changed me and just the things I've been able to accomplish the the friends I've made the relationships being able to do this podcast here with you guys there's just so much that I was not looking for that are some of the best things about my life. And so in looking at it that way, my failure to be able to support myself with my freelance film business was a blessing. You can see that now. Yeah. And that is the same thing that when we can look retrospectively on the life of Job, yeah, as the book of James is saying, we can look back on that and go, yeah, God blessed him. And so then somebody listening goes, I don't know if I want those. I, I don't, I'd rather just get the blessing. I don't yeah. want the stuff in between that and blessing. But everybody, and we've said this before in the podcast, but it, it just affirm it. Everybody goes through life and there are things that are bad, difficult, um, especially, I mean, you don't have to live very long for that to be true. Mm-hmm. And so then it's, it's not so much that well, I know God's going to bless me at the end. But rather it is, I'm going to persevere because we call Job blessed, James says, because he persevered. That's how that was worded, is that we count him blessed, his perseverance, God finally brought about for him, and it demonstrated the Lord's compassion and mercy for Job. And so for us, we can look back on those kinds of things and see, well, God was with me through that, Mm -hmm. and God actually did more than certainly more than I deserved, which is a critical aspect of blessing. Because if we have the attitude, well, God finally gave me what I deserved, then that's not a blessing. I mean, 
because the blessing is also in the definition in our soul. Yeah. It's not just the, the recognition the that it, you didn't earn it. Right. That it came as a gift. And so even I think that even a person that's not um, as aware of, of God and they have good things happen to them and they recognize that they didn't, they got more than they deserved, yeah. better than they deserved. And so they might be very grateful to a, a person or an organization right. or whatever. And that's the, that's the heart of receiving blessings. And I think that God is fine with that. I don't think that God has to be, he's not out there counting the number of times somebody honors him for giving them a blessing. Yeah. If the blessing, if they kind of look at it as, well, this person in my life actually brought me this blessing. God's okay with that, but actually it's probably a bigger picture yeah. than just that. And again, our podcast being called No God, our one of our uh, heart's passions about this is to help people to look past the... Um, surface? Yeah, the surface, the thing right in front of our face, and to look around that and through it and realize that God is working for good for everybody. Um, it doesn't use the word blessed, but in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says that God lets the rain fall on the just and the unjust, the righteous and the unrighteous. And so God is blessing Everyone. people everywhere at all times. And he's okay with them not recognizing it yet. Huh. And so that's genuine blessing, is to even be totally unaware of it. Now, we begin to know God better when we can recognize that that blessing came from his power, a power bigger than any human being, in essence. So that's kind of the heart of these thoughts uh, for this, this conversation. I know that we want to have another conversation that's, that maybe some people will want to yeah. tune in on. And it's going yeah, to be... I feel like you've missed some very key things I can think of where <laughs> blessings are uh, mentioned in the Bible. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you going to say those? Or you oh, no, I'll let you do that. <laughs> well, how about these words? And again, reading from my happy good news translation with the string figures. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, and a couple of these. I'm not going to read them all. Happy are those, or blessed. So, happy are those who know they are spiritually poor. People recognize... Blessed are those who are spiritually poor, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Happy are those who are mourn, who mourn, which sounds like a total contradiction of terms, but even blessed are those who mourn, for God will comfort them. And blessed are those who are humble. And so and that goes that's just the beginning of what we know of yeah. as the Beatitudes in the Bible. It's in the Sermon on the Mount. And again, those are things that more people have an awareness of, although that hardly anybody can actually tell you what they are without looking right. it up, which is fine. But so then, as we just kind of preview what else we want to talk about, we see this concept that it, blessing is something that is received and unexpect, an unexpected result. And so when Jesus, Jesus is setting his, the people listening to him, which was Jewish people in Palestine in the first century, under Roman domination, Jesus is saying to them, that, that what seems to be contradictory to conventional wisdom of his time. If you are spiritually poor, you, should, you are happy. 
And people go, no, that's not so good. And then actually there's a parallel to this in the Gospel of Luke, which we'll look at more in detail. But just using this one, Luke actually records that Jesus said, happier those who are poor. Not just spiritually poor, just poor. For theirs is the kingdom of God. And that is totally contrary to conventional wisdom. Yeah. And it's pretty much contrary to what people want. Right. Yeah. It is contrary. Who wants to be poor? Well, there's a few. But yeah, I mean, few, not many. But few who see it as an avenue of drawing closer to God, or other reasons. But that that's true. So we have the beatitudes that are recorded in the Gospels, and then actually we also are going to just tie into that because those are beatitudes that came from Jesus, mm-hmm. and then almost like a totally unknown set of seven beatitudes. The secret seven beatitudes. The secret seven <laughs> beatitudes that Jesus gave in the Book of Revelation. Awesome. And so that is also going to help us see this bigger picture of what it means to be blessed. So we'll tackle those in part two of hashtag blessed. We will. Awesome. We will. And so some people may want to skip that one. I hope not. But because we're going to go a little bit more verse by verse and a little more explanation of those verses and just kind of lay it out. So it's going to feel a little more like teaching than conversation. Yeah. But we'll all be prepared well and we'll be able to contribute on that. Two well, well, the well-known one, the Beatitudes in the Gospels, the almost no one knows about the seven Beatitudes of Jesus in the book of Revelation. Awesome. If we are kind of at a point where, you know, we want to be guided by the words of Jesus and in particular the word of God and thinking about, so how can I kind of reset my mind to be looking for and noticing the blessings of God? Because that's really why we're doing this particular episode of the podcast. Right. I... I thought about this over some time and I thought, you know what? The Lord's Prayer taught by Jesus actually paints the picture of what being blessed is in this lifetime, on this earth. Right, yeah. So I thought I'd have Sandy read or read that for us and we can kind of use that to, to wrap up our thoughts today. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. know more about this topic or others that we've done on our podcast or ones that you'd like to hear about, go ahead and email us at nogod at tonykafka.com, K-N-O-W-G-O-D at tonykafka.com.